On today's Locked On Texan podcast, Cody and I give our early preseason thoughts and an exclusive with Jacob Martin. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Locked On Texan listeners and viewers, to a Wednesday episode of the Locked On Texan podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I do want to take some time to thank all of the new listeners, new viewers, uh, wherever you're listening to the podcast right now. Make sure you subscribe, like, and comment if you are new to the page. Also, shout out our everydayers from the Himalayas. Thank you guys for returning back for another episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast. I am your Texan football analyst, John Some Sports Guy Hickman, and of course I'm joined by none other than Sports Illustrated's own and Houston Texan credential media member, Cody Davis. We're going to look at more takeaways from day 11 of training camp and exclusive interview with Jacob Martin, but we have to start off today's show just a day away from preseason, mm. our early preseason thoughts and what we're looking forward to. Yeah, and on yesterday, we had an opportunity to call, talk to Coach D'Amico Ryans for the very first time since he announced C.J. Stroud as the starting quarterback for Thursday night. And he did say that even though Stroud will be starting under center for the Houston Texans, that does not mean that Stroud has won the quote-unquote quarterback competition. Uh, he said him and his staff will evaluate C.J. Stroud's performance. They will reevaluate everything going into the second preseason game which will take place next Saturday in RG Stadium against the Miami Dolphins. Um, Coach D'Amico Ryans also said that Davis Mills will receive some snaps as well and that's very telling because unlike the situation that took place on Monday, um, Davis Mills went through the entire practice taking second team reps and had a pretty solid performance outside of throwing that one interception. So the quarterback situation, the Houston Texans, they are still not officially naming C.J. Stroud the starter for the entire 2023. So that's something you want to keep your eye on. And two and most important, John, and to be honest with you, I think this is probably the most important thing that you can take away for the first preseason game is the coaching alone. This is going to be D'Amico Ryan's first game as the head coach of the Houston Texans, along with Bobby Slowick. This is going to be his first game as the offensive coordinator. And look, this game doesn't count. So this is going to be the perfect example for them to get into a flow on how they want to call these games throughout the 2023 campaign. The Patriots are not expected to play a bulk of their starters, including uh, looking at Mac Jones, uh, Devontae Parker, I think that Kendrick Bourne may get some burn. I'm not 100% sure. But overall, other starters are not expected to play in the preseason game. And if they do, it won't be a, a lot of plays. It'll be more so for the less experienced players. But throughout training camp, I think the defensive line has been much better than what we expected. Uh, we can also take a look and, and say that, well, the offensive line as a whole, maybe not just the starting five, but the backups, they haven't been good. They haven't been solid. Mm -hmm. And so with the amount of raving and praising we've been doing about John Grenard, who's looked good, Jerry Hughes, who's looked good, Will Anderson, who has looked by far the best of that unit, uh, Malik Collins, Sheldon Rankins, Roy Lopez is another guy that I think of all of the guys we've talked 
on and off air highly about maybe closer to the most, uh, like white, white where right where Will Anderson has been in terms of praise wise. And so I want to see those guys go out there and get active against another team. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. We have already acknowledged the depth for Houston's offensive line isn't a strong suit. And so we can look at that and say, well, maybe the talent that they're going up against is the reason why you've been able to make a lot of these plays. And that may sound like it's disrespect. It is not because if you're in the NFL, you are talented, but now I think it's time for those big boys to put their hands on somebody else that's not wearing their jersey. And also for them to get an opportunity to finish plays. How many times have we seen the offense make a play because well, you can't hit your quarterback or you're not going full speed, so mm-hmm. you're allowing things to play out? I'm looking at that. Guys, there's a name out of Patriot camp that's been ringing. Why are you smiling? Why are you smiling? You're not New England. It's It's Houston, right? Mario Douglas (laughs) is a name that has been ringing for the New England Patriots. And do you want to know what defensive player I want to see go out there and earn the contract Houston gave him? Shaq Griffin. He's a guy that he's been in the league. I think he has a Pro Bowl under under his belt. Mm -hmm. Um, He's a guy that since he's arrived to Houston, ladies and gentlemen, and I've kind of been holding off on this a little bit. He has not put together a string of good moments consistently as a Houston Texan. So we, we, we got wrapped up in talking about whether or not Steven Nelson was going to be on his roster to start the year. Should they keep him or not? Especially after the signing of Shaq Griffin. Guys, I think the signing of Shaq Griffin allowed Houston to really get a full evaluation of what they could and could not get out of Steven Nelson and what they could lose. And then we see maybe a week or two, two weeks into training camp, he gets that uh, construction where he's getting actual more money to his contract now. Mm -hmm. I think he's making 6.5 this year compared to 4.5 because Zach Griffin just hasn't looked good. And he may be in insurance form, but if he's going to be in insurance form, if he's going to be the next guy up or somebody that you want to rotate out, I want to see how good of a player can he be against guys that's not wearing his jersey as well. And then overall, you know, we, I talk about the lack of talent on that offensive line depth. I just want to see guys, Craig Fant, right? If Titus Howard is out for an extended amount of time, which I don't think he will, I think at the latest, like I said yesterday, maybe week two of the regular season, pushing week three, if that, at the latest, at the earliest, he can come back from week one. But if he's out, George Fant, and if somebody else goes down, are you going to be able to step up and be uh, serviceable for the Houston Texans? Juice Krugs, a guy that I think is getting burned earlier than what he probably should as a starter. You know, how can Juice Krugs and that combination of youth and youth with Kenya Green play out uh, for this franchise moving forward? So I am looking at the offensive line, just the big boys up front on both sides of the ball, excuse me for that camera error, and Shaq Griffin to see, you know, why are you here? In a sense of we know you have the talent, you're in the NFL for a reason, you've made the Pro Bowl before, but why are you in Houston? Because as of right now, Cody, stop me if I'm wrong, if I'm lying, I'm done. I haven't seen him put together the amount of plays to make me say, okay, that's why they brought him in. (laughs) August is here, and you know what that means, the official start of Fantasy Football Drafting Month. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on 
underdog fantasy. All you do, listen, it's very simple. All you got to do is one live snake draft. No waivers, no trades. Underdog sets your best lineup every week. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament. The largest fantasy football contest of all time is back and is bigger than ever with $15 million of total prize up for grabs, including an absurd, crazy $3 million going to the winner. Last year, the winner drafted their team in July, so don't wait around. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with promo code locked on to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's fantasy, underdog fantasy. Use promo code locked on. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this latest installment of Locked On Texans. We've been talking a lot about the defense as of late, ever since the start of training camp. And on yesterday, I had an opportunity to catch up with Jacob Martin, one of my guys from the 2021 campaign. Had an opportunity to talk to him about returning to the Texans, you know, what went on during his long season with the New York Jets before he got traded to the Denver Broncos. And then we wrapped this interview up with just him talking about his expectations for this defense so jacob martin can you just start off just talking about how it feels to be back here in the city of houston and being back with the houston texans um you know super just just grateful grateful for this organization you know grateful for for the player it's made me you know um excited to come back excited to see the changes that that have been made you know it feels like i've been away for a while but it's only been a season you know so Uh i'm excited just to get back with the guys and a lot of familiar faces and familiar routine and and just to show out what has been some of the major differences that you've seen because when you was here you know you came to you know before the transition period then the early part of the transition period now it seems like you know you come back towards the end of this transition period um you know they they just have continued to add good people to the organization Uh you know and to keep that that good energy around the building there's a nice buzz going around um uh, in the facility, you know, uh, like like back in the days when we were winning, you know, the AFC South and things like that. So uh-huh. I'm just happy to be, to be back part of that, you know, that environment, that culture. Um, you know, you're, you're in the locker room full of guys that are bought in, you know. Um, I understand that that we'll, we'll cut the roster down to 53, you know, but all 90 guys we have in this locker room are a whole bunch of good men and everyone's completely bought into this process and to this program. How has it been working alongside Coach Demico Ryans? It's been amazing, you know, tr- truly to, to – have someone that has literally done this, mm-hmm. that's practicing this heat. Yeah, you know what I mean. You know, he understands the grind out here in Texas. You know, and, and, and how how this heat affects your body and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, but just a, just a brilliant mind, man. You know, uh, a leader of a leader of men and. He's decided to be, to be a part of, of, of his first year of coaching, for sure. Along those, I'm sorry. Along those same lines, do you think there's more so of a benefit of having a former, uh, having a coach who's a former player who not only you know understand what it means to play in this heat, but at the same time played this game at the highest level? Yeah, man. I think it's super important. You know, uh, like you said, you know, someone that has played this game at such a high level, mm-hmm. um, you know, coaches game at such a high level. You know, he understands. He, one, he understands the grind, but he also understands what it takes to be successful in this league, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so just having that experience under under him, you know, it's, it's you, you take heed to a lot of his words. You know, you you, you 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 listen with your ears wide open, you know, when he's speaking because he's someone that has done it, he's lived it, he's experienced it from the highest highs to the lowest lows, man. So um, 
Just excited, excited for what he brings to the table. Yeah. How would you best describe last year? Because, you know, free agency came around, you signed with the New York Jets, and you were traded to um, the Denver Broncos. How would you describe that? You? Um, you know, that's just part of the, that's the football grinder, man. You know, I got I got, uh, got the experience out a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just part of the business. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, that's what it is. Last time you was here, you know, you you made that transition from a linebacker to a defensive end. How has your game evolved since then? Because your final year in 2021, you recorded a career high in sacks. It was like four and a half to five, somewhere along those lines. Um, you know, I, I, defensive end is my natural position. You know, I played DM my whole life, um, whether it's high school, whether it was college. I didn't start playing out truly outside linebacker with air quotes until I got to Houston with mm -hmm. my uh, two-point stances and those kind of things. You know, but uh, being able to, to go up to New York and learn a similar system like this um, has made me a lot more comfortable. I've reverted back to my true my true DN form, you know, so I'm excited for the year. Last question before I let you go. We um, seen this defense make a lot of plays through our training camp. What do you think the overall, you know, goal is going to be for this defense? Hey, man, um, I think sky's the limit for this defense, man. As long as these guys continue to buy in and come in and put this work in, um, and get better, really challenge each other, challenge the offense, um, you know, and take no days off, you know, just slowly but surely stacking those days, getting 1% better at a time. Now, this defense, man, the limits are really limitless, really. Yeah, there's some freaks on here. You know, you got Jerry, you got Sheldon Rankins, you got Malik Collins, John Grenard, Will Anderson, you know, you got DP, you got JP in the back end, you got, like, you got Jimmy Ward, all, all these, all these, you know, big name dudes that, that play, that play football the right way, man. So it makes it easy you know, to come in to work, you know, you don't want to let those guys down. Those are, those are some high caliber dudes, you know, that, that play football at, the, at some of the, the highest levels, you know what I mean? So you don't want to come in here and let those type of guys down, you know what I mean? So I'm just excited to, to come in and work with those guys every day. Please excuse all the noise in the background because that was fresh off the practice field. Players always have their family come up, you know, hang around the team and stuff throughout um, training camp at the end of practices. So that was part of the reason why you heard a random baby start crying at the end of the, of the video, heard some music. Thankfully, you couldn't hear what music was playing because, of course, we don't have li licenses to that music. But once again, shout out to Jacob Martin for a phenomenal interview um, following day 11 of training camp. And John, listeners and viewers, you guys can hear the excitement in his voice when he started talking about this defense. And look, I understand this is a defense that has gone up against, John, as you put it, a depleted offensive line. This is a defense who has played against a rookie quarterback, uh, average quarterback in Davis Mills at best, but you cannot deny the work that all three levels have put in ever since day one of training camp. Um, so far, this is a defense that has recorded a total of 10 takeaways throughout training camp. Yesterday marks the 10th takeaway because Graylin Orno actually had an opportunity to record the ninth interception of training camp. Of course, unfortunately, that came due to a pass made by Davis Mills. But, John, when you look at the fact that this is a, this is a defense that has showcased the ability to take away the football. This is a defense who has shown the ability that they are going to have an opportunity to stop the opposing team from scoring. Last year alone, they gave up an average of almost 25 points per game. And of course, the biggest one that I've been preaching ever since the end of last season, 
This is a defense that has showcased the ability to stop the run. Last year alone, they gave up an average of 170 on the ground. I believe there were six games where a running back rushed for over 100 yards. And, of course, Derrick Henry rushed for over 200 yards in one of those games. You know, I don't think this defense is going to carry this team to, let's say, eight, nine, ten wins. But what I would say, this is a defense that's going to help this this team stay competitive throughout the season and actually help this team be even better. And this is a defense that's going to lay the foundation of something special with this version of the Houston Texans. Welcome back in, Locked On Texan listeners and viewers. Before we close out today's episode of the Locked On Texan podcast, Cody has more takeaways from day 11 of training camp. Before I pass it back over to you, Cody, Christian Harris made a great play on Dalton Schultz. A lot of great plays was made. Xavier Hutchinson (laughs) is a guy that you heard me say, you listeners and viewers, how many times has he looked to be, has he looked, excuse me, and been the best wide receiver or the wide receiver that has stand out, stood out the most. Mm-hmm. That's been Xavier Hutchinson. And Davis Mills laid out a beautiful pass, by the way. <laughs> Davis Mills is not going down without a fight. No, he, he really not. Like I said, you know, he looked really good on yesterday outside that interception. I think Houston is uh, putting those clips out of him with those passes, so maybe Tampa <laughs> can come calling. But hit him on the sideline, John Mechie. Is a guy that's making plays. Tank Dell is a guy that's making plays. Nico Collins got involved on Tuesday as well. He's making plays. So the wide receiver group, I think, is coming along. But when we look at X Hutchison, he, I'm, 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 we talk about preseason. He's a guy that, yeah, I want to see if you can continue doing this against the likes of your rookie classmate um, uh, Gonzalez who the Patriots took in the first round out of Oregon, I believe. Um, You know, the rest of the guys that you're going to go up against because if he continues his strong play, then I wonder, okay, does he take snaps away from somebody? How many wide receivers, if he continues to ball out, does he force Houston's hand to carry on game day? And who becomes expendable if Xavier Hutchinson – continues to ball out but Cody more takeaways from day 11 of camp for the second day in a row one of if not my best play came on the offensive line was second year offensive line alignment Kenyon Green and you know I'm smiling because this is a guy I think everyone is rooting for and for the second day in a row, we saw the growth and the development. Um, During the first set of 11-on-11 play, he held his own against Malik Collins. And that is saying that this young man is ready to take that next step that we all wanted to see. And here's the thing about Green. It doesn't matter if you was like me saying that his skill set was somewhat still on a rookie level. It doesn't matter if you was like some people who wanted to give up on him or whatever the case might be. Um, Every time we had a debate and argument, you know, about this young man, it basically wasn't due to his skill set. It had everything to do about his durability and the fact that he is officially going through. Uh, and then, uh, 
I did question his skill set because of the durability of his injuries and him not being able to progress. Skill set yeah, did come up for me, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, that's what I was getting at. Like, even though a lot of people, you know, we all had our concerns about him, the biggest thing about, you know, Green through these first couple of years that we've been watching him has been his durability. Because, John, I think had Green come to the Texans and, and has been healthy ever since day one, he had an opportunity to go through an entire rookie camp and all of this other stuff. I don't think we'd be having these discussions about him as of right now. So, but I say all that just to say that young man has some potential. And you guys heard the clip on yesterday. Coach D'Amico Rhines has truly enjoyed looking at the development of Green. Um, CJ Stroud, another young man who's literally growing in front of our eyes yesterday, start of training camp didn't look so hot however he had an opportunity to find his niche and the offense started to click but looking at that offensive line john i'm gonna just go ahead and say george fant he did not look good a terrible time trying to contain jerry hughes um and i just don't think he's the answer to replace titus howard if push comes to shove um, i understand no houston did sign uh an offensive tackle on Tuesday. I found out. Go, you go right ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, you know, no disrespect to George, but in my opinion, I would like to see the Houston Texans kind of experiment with Austin Deckless a little bit more because on Monday he was one of the guys that got some reps at right tackle in in place of Titus Howard and Austin Deckless. I mean, he didn't look the greatest, but he did look better than George. You know, this is, I want to say maybe the second training camp day that I'm looking at George thinking to myself, there might be an issue if he's touching the field. No disrespect, but I just don't like how the way things look. And you already mentioned a play about uh, about Christian Harris, which was one of the, let's say, top three highlights of day 11. Yeah, they did. The Houston Texans, you guys signed uh, Rashad Coward, former um, Cardinal Steelers and Bears guard slash tackle. Uh, to give you guys some background on him, he's played 30 games for the Chicago Bears from 2017 through 2020, starting in 15, 15 of those games. 2021, I uh, played with the Pittsburgh Steelers and was active for four games. In 2022, Coward signed a reserve future contract with the Atlanta Falcons, but was released in early June. And so they are bringing in some guys to get some depth. Uh, I think that's important because they absolutely need to make sure that whenever Titus Howard comes back, Whoever has to step up, if their number is called, uh, they'll be ready. Also, a guy that I hated to hear this news. Oh, you guys man. may not find it significant. Mm. But it crushed me. Jesse Matthews, a player, uh, uh, undrafted fr rookie free agent out of San Diego State, man, who's been having a hell of a camp, especially the last few days out. He was placed on injury reserve, and so he is a guy that would miss out on valuable preseason time. Uh, he had a strong camp, and now he's on injury reserve. And so hate to hear that news. That young man was having a hell of a camp for being an undrafted rookie wide receiver, making plays left and right. Thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked on Texan podcast. 
Be sure to subscribe, like, and comment to the Locked on Texas podcast wherever you get your podcasts, especially and including YouTube as well. Give us a follow on Twitter at Locked on Texans. Also, give me a follow on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.